Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the guys at exoticlimo.com.au. My name's Corey. As always, alongside me is Bretta. G'day, Corey. Good to be back for another Supercoach Elites podcast, and time to get things moving. Let's get to the third member of the team. Welcome, Bonfar. Choo choo! That's right, Bretta, mate. The Bomb Express is back, and Corey, G, talk about outlandish statements saying that Bretta is usually by your side. He's been missing it. Uh, Quite a bit this season, hasn't he? But no, look, it's fantastic to have Bretta back. But you know what's even better? Having the boys done and dusted. So uh, let's get stuck into the first post boys uh, uh, potty. But before we do that, Corey, where can the listeners hit us up on social media? Uh, find us on Twitter at SC Elites. Find us on podca- podcast on uh, iTunes Store, uh, SoundCloud, and Facebook at Supercoach Elites. Well, Bombs, I don't know about you, but I know I snagged all three buy round wins. So I, for one, think there should be more buy rounds coming up. I like the boys. <laughs> yep. Boys are good. Keep... They're fun. They're interesting. Severo said Bonfa, Chris Bonfa. That was it. About the only <laughs> person to ever say it. <laughs> well, they do. They keep you on your toes, don't they? It makes things a little more interesting. You, you might come again across a team that would completely smack you every other week, but you might have a sneaky one against them uh, if you've got a good matchup. Oh, right, well, I don't mind them. Give you, you want to know how my last buy round went down? My opponent yeah, went down. to Russia to watch the World Cup. Didn't set his team. <sighs> Had Sicily and McLean on the bench without emergency. So I, I picked up a nice little percentage boost in my game this week. Absolutely fantastic. And that's why we say we've we got to love the boy rounds for that sort of stuff. Thank you for the World Cup. Um, how did you score this week, Bombs? Jeez, um, um, well, it would be handy if I had it ready. But I scored 18.43 um, and I fielded 18 this week, which wasn't too bad. How are you, Bretta? Measly um, 19.21. With 17 fielded, and yeah, picked up a couple of wins, which was nice. Yeah, not bad. I had 1782 with 17, so... Uh, and one by 10,000 points as yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is uh, pretty good. You uh, had Cali in... Cali captain, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah always handy. Um, heroes and villains for the week, boys, Bobs? Well, I think it has to be Josh Kelly. I brought him in this week on debut. Scored be a 149. Had the option between him and Cripps and went Josh Kelly. And I have to say, after the GWS game, I was pretty chuffed. But, um, yeah, Cripps have really screwed me after that. Um, so him, he is clearly the uh, the hero for me. Villains? Um, look, none other than Steph Martin. 68 against a team. Um, who they even play? Like, that's how pathetic the team was they first. It wasn't even that bad. GWS, no Rory Lobby. Come up against Dawson Simpson. I was expecting him a lock for a lock, maybe 110, 115, 120. And he goes and dishes up uh, that sort of tripe. I was uh, pretty disgusted with that. Uh, Bretta? Uh, Heroes Kelly pulled out a big captain score for me when I really needed it. My opponent didn't have him at all, so that was good. And my villains for the week, um, I don't have him in super coach, but probably Trelaw's hamstrings. Uh, it's pretty upsetting to see. So. <laughs> pretty sad news. Pretty sad news. So that's, uh, that's for sure. My hero for the week uh, was Jackie Crisp. Bring him in. Serving me well, nice 117, so look forward to his run and carry off that halfback flank for the rest of the year. Uh, villain for the week has to go to Nick Holman. All I needed him to do was put out an, a nice little score, keep that price up, and I would have been able to trade him straight to Cripper. But now after after last week, I've got to go one up, one down. So welcome to my villain list, Nicky Holman. Um, Bubble Boys, I think 
Yeah, Bubble Boys time. We've got um, Josh Battle from St Kilda. They had the buy last week. Negative uh, 66 break even. 123k forward. Um, Redmond from uh, almost said Lions. Then uh, Redmond from Essendon. Negative uh, 94 break even. 113k defender. And to a lesser extent, Joel Smith. Negative 33. 150k defensive mid. Joel Smith, with that terrible score on the weekend, didn't really help himself. Um, if you were looking at one down back, boy... Well, first of all, the Redmond injury. Has anyone heard anything on this? Uh, no, no they said it was a twisted ankle. I don't think they said... Yeah, no, I said... Look, he, he was on crutches after the game, but then he was walking around handing out footballs. So... Yeah. A little bit of a funny one. I think he's going to be all right. Um, we'll get ten-day break too. Yeah, and we'll have, you know a little bit of around the ground talk coming up. There's a lot of players knocking on the door, so if he's not 100% fit. Uh, definitely could be rested, but he's been playing well. Way, way too good. Any of you boys looking at getting him? No, I think uh, defender is probably the position where I least need the upgrade, just because the guys on the bench just. Uh, unworth anything, if that makes any sense to you. So, yep. no, I, I won't be moving. Um, on, on Redmond, but certainly if you had someone, say Logan Austin was like your defender seven or something and you wanted to move him on and, and make some cash, then yeah, Redmond's certainly someone that you'd give a red-hot look, providing his name this week. What about Battle? You haven't looked at Battle at all? Yeah, but Battle is a, is a forward-line player, so uh, Battle is someone that I'm bringing in this week. Uh, I need to move Gilfie on, so Gilfie down to Battle will pocket me, oh, I think just about 200000 which will be uh, pretty handy in terms of being able to do my last upgrade for my team. Brett, are you looking at either of them? Uh, I brought Redmond in last week, and I'm yeah. pretty happy with him. Does uh, Joel Smith just kind of jump out of contention now with Redmond yeah, he's there? Too expensive, too expensive, yeah. Yeah. If you're going to pick one, it has to be Redmond. I think even if Redmond was maybe missing a week, if you had a full-strength team, I'd almost rather go and get Redmond because he's coming back into that side as soon as he can run. You'd think he's probably be named and playing this week unless some scans yeah. show Checking some and he was. He scored nicely in the first game, and he was 73 at the beginning of the fourth quarter and then didn't play out the game. So he's on track for back-to-back 90s to 100. So, and he, he gets those little hit-up cheap kicks out of the back line. They really like to go through him. He's a good ball user, good size, and, yeah, he's getting plenty of the ball. Nice surprise at 113K as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah look, I think like. if you don't have him and he's the one that's named, he's a great option. The good option this week is we've got two very viable, uh, one up forward, one down back. So it's, uh, it definitely does help big time if you're looking at upgrading. That is for sure. Um, what about Jacob Dawson, boys? Hundred and what? Hundred and two k, hundred and three k, whatever it is. Um, Fifty one on the weekend. Bonds, you bought him in, didn't you, last weekend? Oh, I did. I just wanted to try and field uh, 18 players uh, over that last buy. And look, I, I had a look at my team and thought, look, if I bought in Dawson, at worst case, he's M11. So if he's not playing, it's not going to be the end of my world in this week. But uh, look, 42 at the half, only 51 for the game. So he was disappointing in the second half. Um, but, you know, I think the thing with Gold Coast is that you, you probably can't trust that he's going to get three games. So certainly wouldn't be moving on him after one. You'd wait for him to probably run into his third before you go and select him. But he flying early too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. he was. And then the curse of the Bonfer kicked in. Well, yeah, that's what happened. I opened my mouth and nine points for the rest of the game. And I, as I'm about, I was, didn't I say it on the potty last week? I said, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but sometimes emotion gets the better of me, Corey. That's always the way. What about you, Brett? Any chance you'd have a look at him early? I uh, looked at him. I won't get him. I don't have a midfielder downgrade. No needs. No need to. But um, you know, like his first eight possessions were all contested, so he was pretty solid. And yeah, not a bad option. Yeah, don't mind it at all. Um, I think your dog there in the background might enjoy. Yeah, hey, going bananas. We'll there, be back bro. in a couple of minutes. He's See how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big Jacob Dawson fan. He must be. <laughs> yeah, 
No, that's it. Um, and for me, look, unless you go on Nick Holman or someone down, I think I think you're better off waiting a week at making sure he gets named. As much as this time of year is about making cash, it's also about if something goes wrong, having some players uh, there as backup too. So wouldn't want to be doing anything over the top crazy um, like Bonford did last week to go get the win. But look, if that's all you've got there, then, then that's it. Ready for some round the ground, boys? Let's go. Yep. So we had Casey 108 who defeated Coburg on the weekend. Some probably worrying news for those who have still running the Melbourne rookies. Um, Biggie Sam Wiedemann and snagged seven straight, boys. He had 19 disposals, nine marks. Uh, Billy Stretch had a great game. He kicked two, had 24 disposals. Bug, who I think is surely due for another uh, call back into the Melbourne side, he had 27 disposals, 12 tackles. Kennedy Harris also had 27 with a goal. Um, and Big Frosty played very good off halfback with eight marks and 15 disposals. So is anyone worried about the likes of Tim Smith with uh, Wiedemann snagging seven on the weekend? Well, I think you have to reward form at some point, but um, no, not, not particularly, um, because I think what they do, is they... they with Tim Smith, they've got a bit of flexibility. I mean, I think what he offers probably as a backup ruck and, and kind of floating around the midfield following the ruck contest is more than what Wiedemann's going to offer them around the ball. So I think he's too valuable in that sort of sense to to probably ship him off. Um, and it's just a matter of whether they want to play Joel Smith again and that sort of stuff. Maybe Smith finds a role in, in defence or something like that, but I think he should get another gig. He's quite a versatile player to, to kind of move around. So, I'm, no, I'm not that concerned at this wor- point. Worrying if you're a Joel Smith owner too, with, especially with Sam Frost playing really well across that halfback flank. But, uh, yeah, that's that's it there. Footscray, 101, defeated North Melbourne. Um, big roughhead. He had 24, one goal, one, and uh, uh, 25 hitouts. Um Hazy, he had one goal, two, not super coach relevant, but he had 30 disposals, seven tackles. Uh, Biggs, who got dropped last week, he had 22 disposals. Big Prusy, he had 36 hitouts, 15 disposals, so good to see him recovering from that little niggle he had a couple of weeks ago. Oscar Junker, boys, he kicked two goals straight, 17 disposals and seven tackles. He's definitely the one to watch for the future. Um, anyone interested in LDU or, um, yeah, LDU, he had 18, and Mitchie Hibbard, um, who's the 169k defender, could be one right for the picking next year. He had 25 disposals as well and continues his red-hot VFL form. Uh, Pies, 72, defeated, uh, defeated by the Northern Blues, I should say, 76. An amazing game, this one. Um, young Pickett, bombs coming back from injury. He kicked the winner late in that game. So he snagged three goals, 17 disposals. Um, Big Phillips had 42 hitouts. Graham had another field day with uh, 37 touches. Um, Sam Murray had 28 with nine marks. Brennan Sire had 28. Uh, Rupert Wills, 27 disposals and nine tackles. 95% of them contested. Um, and young Crocker, who kicked five goals too, he had 17 disposals. So I think one of these guys will be rewarded with a game with Trelaw going down. So whether it's Sire or Wills, or I think Crocker will definitely come back in that team and um, could see Dugowie go into the midfield. Um, but they're definitely someone's definitely coming back in there. Uh, Box Hill and Essendon. You'd think I'd write down the scores for that game and who won, but I didn't. That was pretty amateur. Uh, Mitchie Lewis snagged three, had seven tackles with ten hitouts as well, um, young Lewis. So he was the boy that was taken at pick 72, I think, um, 
in that draft a couple of years ago who had the same name as Jordan Lewis um, and, and, Sam and Sam Mitchell right as they got traded. So that was the, the irony of that one. Um, Cousins had 25. Taya Miles had 25 as well. Uh, over on the Essendon front. Now, this was the very, very interesting one. So... We've got some names who are in some red-hot form down in the twos for Essendon. And just so you recap, uh, Essendon won this game 65-51 to 51 too. Just look that up. Uh, Ridley boys. Anyone holding Ridley? He had 29 disposals and 7 marks, probably in a best-of-field performance. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Aaron Francis had 22-10 and 10 off the halfback flank, and that was with an injury halfway through the second. So he went off the ground. Everyone was a little bit worried about that shoulder. Come back out and absolutely killed it. So he's another one that's red hot knocking on that door. And potentially if Redmond's out, who could come in? Dylan Clark, again, continued some great form with 24, and 24 disposals, 6 tackles. Laverde, who had 23 and 6 tackles. News coming out today that he'll be missing another two weeks um, with another injury setback. And Much had 21 with 4 tackles. And that was it for the VFL because there was a lot of teams on boys. Geelong, Richmond, Sandringham uh, for the VFL teams. Peel, Sydney, Crows, Port, or around the other leagues. Um, so no games for the Sample boys this week. Um, in the Waffle, East Perth were defeated by Claremont. Um, Partington, he had one goal, one, 27 disposals, 219k forward. Do you remember that guy from last year, young Partington? The Crow? Yeah, he didn't play uh, the too many. Eagles, yeah. I was, Eagle, I'm yeah. surprised he didn't actually, hasn't had more chances this year as well. Um, Dom Sheed, he had 25 and 1 after getting dropped last week. Um, the notable one, Ainsworth, he had another 22 disposals and kicked three goals. So it's good to see him still continuing his red hot waffle form. Um, and Big Fardy, he had 43 hitouts. He crossed to the Neeful. Uh, Sydney Uni, 81, defeated uh, Gold Coast. 75, so notable uh, Gold Coast players. Big Crossley, he had 40 hitouts, 25 disposals, one goal, one. Will Brody, 32 disposals, six tackles. So back in the twos, back playing really good football. You'd expect him back in the side. Um, and she had two goals, two with 23 touches. And this was probably the game of the round in the twos. Uh, Brisbane Lions, defe- 111 defeated by the UWS Giants, 146. Clay Beams, four goals, 31 disposals. Benny Keys was probably best on ground for them. He had the three goals and 30. Um, and Barrett had another 28 disposals and a goal. Perryman, 32 and four goals. Zachy Sproul, who's definitely one to watch. He's 123k forward. He kicked 3-3 with 16 disposals. And Aidan Bonner, who was a high draft pick from the GWS Giants last year, he had a goal and 24 disposals too. So that's round the grounds for this week. Awesome job, Again, as per usual. Always a tongue sister. Now, we've got some exciting news that I don't really know I should be dropping on this week's podcast. Um, I think I know what this is. But I'm going to do it anyway. Um, executive decision, mate. Yeah, we've had a lot of the Elites members working in the background, especially the Cerebral Pest, um, the big Maxi Gorn Diz. lover. Dizza. Um, and well, we should refer to him as the Jack Stephen lover, because yeah. he might be a fan of the Gorn reference. We are, we are releasing a website which is exciting news. It'll be coming out as of July 1st. Um, They've put some huge work into it. We're going to have a bit of a promo video coming out the next couple of days leading up to that. Um, But it's going to have articles... um, All our spreadsheets. We're going to have our team picker on there in the (sighs) pre-season. What else we got, Bonks? You're going to do a weekly captain's write-up, aren't you? Well, I'll tell you what. The Bonks Express, keeping with the theme of the train, I'm going to do a old uh, choose your captain uh, of the week. So we'll have that running. And, And look... 
any sort of content that um that we get or that we post you know we do a lot of spreadsheets we do a lot of data analysis we do a lot of fixture analysis you know we'll do a captain's thing we'll do a loophole thing um you know the break even uh, kind of you know post that comes out on a weekly basis as well everything that we have running on our social media pages will all be available on our website it's it's really easy to use i know we've had a little play with it um in the past few weeks just just trying to you know iron out a few of the creases that are there and look no doubt there's, there's probably going to be a few things that we're going to need to fix up moving forward but i think this is um some fantastic news and, and a real credit i think to the fellas behind the scenes particularly diz um who have just gone and put together and spent an immense amount of time as well i might add uh and putting this thing together and just getting it up and running for the community i think it's going to be a good thing we'll have i think our podcast you'll be able to listen to our podcast directly on there links to our twitter facebook instagram soundcloud all that sort of stuff everything will just be um all available on there and and yeah i I think it's a great thing moving forward for us super super user friendly too um all my around the grounds things that i do weekly so the notes that i put out they'll be uh, up there as well with a little bit in depth i think one of the big ones that we haven't touched on as well too uh is going to be forums we're going to yes. have, yeah, a lot of forums up there, Supercoach-related, AFL-related. So not only, you know, can the community then get on and ask each other questions on there and, and discuss what's going on and, um, yeah, use those forums pretty wisely on a week-to-week basis. So that'll be pretty handy. Um, and, yeah, let's probably not tell Dizzer that we dropped this on the podcast because he'll probably kill me. But... Well, when we think about it, I mean, we're, we're dropping on the 1st, which is Sunday, and this is the podcast before the release. So I, I think it's... Uh... I think, look, I think it's probably the, the right thing to do. Let the community know this is what's coming in the upcoming week. Um, and you know what? Reward the people that tune into the podcast in the week. Give them a little sneak peek of, of what's to come. That's always good. Always good. Um, we've got the challenge. Bombs, do you want to quickly <laughs> run through what the challenge is? Alrighty. Oh, boy, do I get excited when we start talking about the challenge, Corey, mate. Okay, so the challenge is, so we're getting down down to uh, Misty's Diner down in Reservoir. End of year, we're, we're going to do a bit of an end of year celebration. The community will be invited down to attend as well. So down in Reservoir, Misty's, Diners, I'll repeat that. And um, so what we've decided to do, uh, I guess, in the preseason was we all take a player each, right? I took Jake Lloyd, Corey took Cicely, uh, Bretta took Devin Smith. So someone in this breakout kind of uh, price bracket, see who averages the least on the year. The person that averages the least on the year will have to undergo some sort of challenge, either going to be one of the incredibly hot chilling challenges they've got down there or an incredible pile of food and... Uh, we're probably going to put that to a community vote as well, and and I would suggest that it's probably going to be the uh, the Chile Challenge that ends up winning. Now, in first place, James Sicily scored one thirty five on the weekend, take his average to one hundred and eight point six four. In second place, Lloyd and Lloyd had the buy this week, so his average remains at one hundred and five point one five. Now, Devin Smith, he had a bit of a move this week. Actually, he scored one fifteen to bump that average up to ninety five point eight. So. Look, Bretta, you're still at least 10 points on average uh, behind with how many games we've got going on in the back end here? Maybe eight or so, something like that. How do you feel about that, Bretta? Uh, yeah, That's fine. It's, uh, Dev, uh, Dev will close in. Dev, he's a good boy. I like chili. I like chili. Thank and we you. can confirm this is actually the real Bretta and, and Joel Smith is not on the podcast this Did week. you uh, tune into last week's podcast at all, Brett? No, I can't say I did, mate. Yeah. Uh, Joel... What? Joel went out and uh, pretended to be you during this segment and absolutely <laughs> nailed it. Like, spot on, got it perfect. Yeah, so... like, he could he could walk into a bank and probably just access all your funds, brother, with the sort of impersonation that he had going on because he was absolutely brilliant. 
We're both handsome too, so you probably could walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're probably at the. You know, I wouldn't call you both handsome, but you're certainly both of equal attractiveness. Yeah, you'd, you'd be you'd be wrong as you usually are. So you <laughs> should be consistent. Oh, yeah, absolutely love it. All right, boys, are we ready for some uh, Who Am I? Oh, always. Uh, can also confirm too for the challenge that uh, our great mates at exoticlimo.com.au uh, will be providing a limousine for that night for us to ride wow. in style. Excellent. For the day, whatever it is. Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. That's news to me. This has just been a news breaking podcast. That's yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, so shout out to cannot demo. speak highly enough of those guys. They do a great job. They uh, run an amazing company, and they have the best limos in uh, Melbourne slash Australia and probably the world. So, yeah, if you're looking for something, then uh, that'll yeah. be good. And, and if I can say this, because I speak to you quite regularly, Corey, as you know, probably the listeners can imagine, and I have to say that you know we've dealt with you know certain organisations and sponsors and all this sort of stuff before, but I've never heard Corey. Speak about it. Speak about it. You know, a company like he does about exotic limos. He he can truly, and and I'm talking about you know away from podcasts and everything. He just is absolutely in love with this company and and everything that the guys there, particularly what they do for us and, and what they're willing to offer our community and all this sort of stuff. Just through the passion, and absolute love for the game, and it's a real credit to them. So sincerely, if anyone out there needs limos for absolutely anything, what do they do? Bucks parties, hens nights, anything. weddings, Debutons, whatever it is. Birth, yeah, you birthdays. Wanna, you want to drive in a limo and watch some guy drink chocolate milk and vomit, then <laughs> definitely <laughs> you can yeah, guy, Just jump on the website because they've got a huge range to select from as well at some, I have to say, some pretty decent prices too. Yeah, you're not wrong there. Who am I? Go for it. Oh, yeah, let's get it. All right. I am owned in 6% of teams. I am priced between 400 and 500k. I've only scored 90 plus four times. Uh, no, sorry, I think that was yeah. I only scored 90 plus four times. Um, I've missed three games, not due to injury. Do we need another clue? What this one? Oh, yeah, that's really yeah. confusing. So he's. So I've only scored about... 90. So he's yeah, scored over 90 about... more than four times. Price 400 to 500k. DPP. Oh, that's changing. He's only scored 94 times. I think that's the one there that's absolutely thrown me off. Um, Is it over 90, like a minimum 90? Over 90, yeah. DPP, ready for the final clue? So so the other one was... Oh, yeah, I'm struggling. Do you want to go again? Owned in 6% of teams, priced between 400 and 500k. Only scored 90 plus four times. Um, Forward mid. And I've got one more. I've got it. Let me go one more. I don't know who it is. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I'm relatively confident I've got this one. All right. Do you want to go? Did they have Did they have the buy last week? L- not, no, not the week just passed. Oh, I was going to say Walters. Yeah, I was going to say Walters too. Okay. Nope. Well, if it's That's not Walters, then... That's a good um, one. Last clue? Maybe Caddy? Last clue is I love my dog. He loves his dog. You've nailed it, Brown. I know all about it. <laughs> Bro, you know, when you said who am I, I was about to say at the start, if it's not Jordan Degoe this week, I'm going to be upset, and I'll just, just nah, I'll just let it run. <laughs> it is Jordan Degoe, Brenner. Congratulations. Oh. You oh. are a freak. Yeah. So, Jordan, Jordan Degoe comes up this week after Adam Trelaw has ripped both his hamstrings, both his calves, his neck muscle. 
um, and his eyebrow off his head after that sprint down the wing. Um, also broke his finger playing frisbee with his dog. Though, yeah, so he's... Of every Collingwood member out there <laughs> who now does not believe they can win the grand final. <laughs> I believe we can win it more now. Right, we just upgraded our midfield. We've just won like six on the trot and upgraded our best midfielder. And that's <laughs> the point. Is the goey going into the guts, boys? And he's in now yeah. a super coach relevant player. Breda, we'll start with yeah. you. Absolutely. He is because as soon as Trawler leaves that midfield, Degoe's the one that's in there. Degoe does it in burst, but Degoe's got a tank. He can play through the midfield for the rest of the season. And look, big midfield minutes the last two weeks. We haven't seen it before. He's gone 139 and 88. I mean, that's what, 115 average? I expect him to have that at least for the rest of the season. Boss? That's big. I don't see him averaging over 100 for the remainder of the year. I would stay well clear of it. <sighs> 448k is the one worry that I've got with Dugowie. I think it's really a wait and see, sit on the fence kind of move. So it's good to have the three of us back together. In all seriousness, though, he's the perfect um, F7 swing option to have to cover your team for the rest of the if year. If you can get it in there, I really like it. Yeah. Him oh, and... I might do it. I wasn't considering it, but now I'm actually going to just. 450k. Got the cash for it. Who, with the Trelaw injury, boys, who now, for Collingwood, who benefits from that the most? What happens What happens to players like Crisp, Sidebottom, Dugowie to a lesser extent? What happens in that midfield? We'll start with you, Bonds, because I already know Brett's answer. Yeah, so, what I look, what I think is going to happen, so they've played permanently one of these midfielders up forward, whether it's Sidebottom starting at full forward, uh, whether it's Trelaw there, whether it's been, you know, Dugowie, uh, Will Hoskin-Elliot, they've always played one of them at a kind of full forward rotating, rotating through the middle. Pendlebury's probably the exception to that. I think what they do is, I'm not sure, I don't think they would want to tinker with that. So I'm not willing to say that the guy is going to transition to the midfield. But, but what I think they can do, though, and it's not something I particularly like, particularly if you're a Jack Crisp owner, but I think Crisp can play more of a midfield role and they can bring someone like Sam Murray in to cover Crisp off the back flank. Brenna? I reckon Crisp is not moving from his spot. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't he's too good in that off there. He's the number one user at the back line. They're not going to change he's that. The, just to he's the, funniest, the, the funniest part about Jack Crisp is he starts at the back pocket. He had more inside 50s by like a country mile than he did have rebound 50s. Yeah. Like his every move, it's just the same. I don't think Crisp's role's changing. I reckon Sia or Crocker, one of them comes in, so one of them will benefit. Obviously, I think the Goey benefits, and I think Taylor Adams' midfield numbers will skyrocket now. Mm. Forgot about Adams. TA of last year. Yeah, I reckon he comes in now. If I had Taylor Adams like in a draft league or something, I think I'd be getting a little bit excited about it, and I would not be trading him for anything. And if I didn't have him, I think I'd be sending a cheeky trade out to try and get him. See, but what what I worry about that is you, you're not you're replacing a line breaker with a non-line breaker, so... I mean, yeah, but Dugowie goes in there as well. There's your line breaker. Yeah, but he has been going through there already. That's kind of my point. So I'm just... Look, I'm, I think it's going to impact the team immensely, I think, this thing here. And I'm just not sure exactly what's what's going to happen because Trelaw's a, a pretty important player. The thing is, we don't have another player like Trelaw. Like, no. I don't, you can't just go and put a poor man Trelaw in. We don't do. have one. Yeah, we got all chunky. Our twos is all bulk midfielders, like mm-hmm. Sai is a ball winner, Wills is a Rick ball winner, Croc is a forward. Sire. Um yeah, so Dugowie's going to go in there and try and be the runner, but he's only going to be able to do it in bursts. So, Is this where um, Collingwood are going to see what Jordan Dugowie is really made of? I think we'll get a taste. I don't think it's... He's, he's obviously only if he 22. Comes, if he comes out here and has crazy-ass numbers, what's what's his what's his price tag then go up to on the free agent market? No, oh, I don't know. But I was... <laughs> like, 
isn't it funny? Trelaw tears his hamstring. It's probably going to cost us four hundred grand a year. <laughs> Put the player tag on uh, on uh, Dagoe. Do we need now to start giving Crisp some super serious contention into a top six defender here to the back end? It's probably top six. Bonks. Now, what what did I tell you a month ago? Yeah, you did. You said he was the before, sixth best. Before people got on him, I said we said you know who's going to be your six from here, and. Uh, and Chris was in mine. I, I put him at six just because mainly most teams had the other five. But genuinely, I thought it a month ago. And, well, gee, he hasn't proved me wrong. And, and he won't, I think, disprove me for the remainder of the year. He is, if you're, if you're looking for your final upgrade in your defender and you don't have him, that's who you want. That's I don't give you credit often, Boffer, but you actually nailed that. That's yeah. funny when yeah. you watch games on the weekend, too. You know how you get the games that you watch and you get people on Facebook and everything that complain about how a player's on so little or so much from, you know, lack mm. of touches or too many touches. It's like being in a group chat with Bumps. Um, <laughs> Jack, I analyse everything, don't <laughs> There I? was one on the weekend where I seen someone comment, how's Chris Bond 52 at half-time off, what, seven or nine touches or anything he had? But everything was through the midfield, handball receive, clearance, you know... Inside well, 50, yeah. Meters gain, yeah. inside 50, score assist, goal assist. That's, it's all those sort of factors that contribute to it all. Which is huge. So it's like Taylor Adams has 10 disposals and the ball moves 5 metres. Crisp has 10 disposals and it's gone almost a K. And like, I don't know about a K, but that might have gone... Bro, it's feet. only 100, me- 100 metres per touch. I reckon yeah, it covers that. that. Runs 50, cool. kicks a 50, they're done. Yeah, oh, that's perfectly reasonable. Legit some crazy scores. His lowest score in the last six is 97. Just absolutely he's, crazy. He's he's good, and and I and I said that, and I think the week I said it, I think it might have been round ten. I think it was the week he scored ninety seven. So I think I, I said it. It was the week after he scored that one twelve in round nine. We'll have to check the podcast, but I think we did it that week then. And and then I came out and I said, yeah, the one nineteen, one twelve off the back of the the double eighties. I just you could just tell the way they played. They just love giving him the ball. You could see his confidence grow every single week. And um, man, you just I feel like he's a must at the moment. And you know what, five twenty five k. I think that is bloody cheap still to buy him. Defenders next year are going to be so hard to pick. You'll have like Lloyd, Sis, Led, Doherty back, Chris. Like, well, is Lloyd, even, premium forward. Is Lloyd even, even going to be at, at Sydney? I mean, we'll talk about this next year, I guess. Oh, but no. he changes. Well, I mean, you I, know, I don't know. I seen something the other day. Was this about the offer that they sent him? Yeah, they've totally yeah. lowballed him, and he's pretty pissed off at the moment and may explore uh, offers from other clubs. If he moves to Collingwood, is he still your boy? Uh, we'll have to reassess um, next year. So, um, <laughs> pending, or it'll be pending. That's for sure. Where's he from? Okay. Oh, I've honestly got no uh, idea. Southeast Indonesia. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Good. T- good chance he might go home and play for the Indonesian state side. <laughs> well, Libertori played for him last year. Yeah. Or year before after. So. <laughs> Two new recruits yes. in the off season for that team. <laughs> Tell you what, they'd still be beating Carlton. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're not wrong. <laughs> we all know it's a Collingwood focused podcast. I don't know what we call it. Supercoach elites is really how much can we talk about Collingwood elites? Uh, Good name, change, I reckon, Brett. We should get onto that. <laughs> I follow that page. Yeah, if you get a rebrand. Paddy, Paddy Cripps, boys, is you know I sent him a text during the week. Um, I don't know. Look, this may be true. It may not be true. Um, yeah. But at the start of the week. 
I mean, as you know, we've gone out throughout the year and I've spoken about, you know, Cripper's kicking and, and how he really needs to, to pick up his kicking. So, look, I picked up the phone, gave him a call, sent him a couple of text messages and said, Cripper, I'm having a look at you next week, mate. I just needed you to do me a favour. Just needed you to lower the eyes, concentrate a little bit more and hit a target. And on the weekend, didn't he prove that, Bonds? It's oh, really did. good. It's really good to know that I may or may not uh, be the reason that Cripps now will definitely be a top eight midfielder. There was all those questions, all that speculation that everyone had in the air, and now it's set in stone. And it's great, and I'd, I've got the confidence in him now that I can say he will be a top eight midfielder. He'll be a friend for life, um, and he will be coming into my Supercoach team this week. So, Cripps, thank you. You're welcome, and welcome to my side, mate. Uh, one question for Breda. Um, Crips or Dusty? Oh, Dusty. <laughs> wow, was now, that the question last that, year? Yeah, that was the question last year. Well, Remember, and you just was showed right. form, and now Dusty's yeah. going to be a freak again. And great. I was so right last year, too. <laughs> and it's irritated me because I was only a year like I was a year too Yeah, but I knew that this was going to happen, man. Like, it's so predictable. Like, you could just see it. I didn't, like, I didn't pick Crips. I still picked Dusty, but like, I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, so anyways, yeah, no, but look, Crips, uh, look, you know, we've been, I think, a little bit dubious all year, haven't we? Um, erring on the side of caution, I think, you know, whether he's going to be top eight. But I think when you prove that you've got a ceiling of 180 plus, you know, really, essentially it was 190 on the weekend, when you prove you've got that sort of ceiling in you, um, then you're really proving something to the to the football community because nobody who can score that high is uh, probably not, I guess, up for, I guess... Contention to be, you know, top of the line in there or, or t- sort of top positions in, in their line. So certainly in the back half of the year now, I think he's, he's squashed all, all things. And if you're a Crips owner from day dot, you're probably well entrenched. Clap, clap. In the- clap, clap. Um, yeah, that's right. Clap, clap. He's, he still hasn't missed a game either, Crips. So, and, and we were anticipating that, weren't we, in the preseason? Yep. We thought it's 20 missed games. And look, and it made before it, the bye when he was wrapped up like a mummy and still went and played. Yeah. And and look, he scored fifty that game, and that's why you're able to buy him at such a cheap price. So, um, if you don't have him and you're looking to complete your midfield, um, then that's certainly someone who you should be having a red eye look at. Yeah, he's a beast. Obviously, he's going to put out nice numbers, and as a last midfielder, there he's a very nice option. But I think he'll be better next year when Collingwood pick him up in a trade. So, <laughs> the the owners who went Trelaw last week. Is it just that blatantly obvious that if you don't have one of probably five Titch, Dangers, Kelly, Oliver, Cripps, you go get them? Yep. I think, they are the, I think they are the six non-negotiables in your midfield. What if you've got them all? Who do you get? Well, then you've got then you kind of got to look elsewhere, don't you? But really, what else is there to get? Um, You've you probably got... Gaff? Gaff. Gaff, yeah. Gaff oh, safe, man. Gaff is safe. Gaff is safe, but I don't... Not to go, but I don't know oh. if I want to play this game. Oh, I'd probably go to Goey. Like, if Wait. everyone's available, but that guy's expensive. Bont? Would you go Bont? Oh! <laughs> he did not just say that. Are you serious, Bont? <laughs> I was actually going to say Bont to just shit stir you. <laughs> would you, would you, I'm asking 100%. you a question. Seriously, yeah, right now, I think Bont is a great option. I can't believe yeah, Bont is talking about Bonton Pally. If, if I've got if I've got Fife, Mitchell, Kelly, Oliver, Danger, 
um, Crips and somehow of you know had Trelaw there and then you know didn't have a last midfielder. I'd I'd have a strong look at Bontempelli. I'd have a serious um, look at Bontempelli. We don't know how far away McRae is, and he's quite clear the number one midfielder right there. Gaff as well. Gaff's consistent. I think yeah. Bontempelli's got the highest ceiling though. I think I think it's probably Bont Gaff. <sighs> you wouldn't look at someone like Zorko. Lockie Neal's probably not. Probably I don't mind Neil. I like Neil. Kind of well. Um, oh, gee, that's probably where it about ends. Look. I don't like saying this, but you know, Zach Merritt even has a five-game average of like 108 as well, so he's probably not the worst thing he could do. I must say, um, the good thing, and this is something that we do harp on about in what well, I always harp about, uh, yeah, I always harp on about in the preseason that Supercoach is one of those games that. You, you can't afford to be too stubborn with. You have to realise when you made a mistake. You have to realise when, you know, those burn man players that you mark in the burn list that you say you'll never pick are serious options. And I think in the last two weeks, Bombs, we've both done two of the biggest backflips and being able to realise that, hey, maybe we were wrong and maybe those players could be serious options. Myself with Crips, or more Crips towards me after that phone call, um, and now you with Bond. <laughs> Well, I mean, he's an option, but I'll stand by, you know, where I was all those weeks ago because if, you know, Trelaw was an option several weeks ago and I think you could you could fill up eight midfield spots probably because you probably had Crouch because he was a bargain weeks ago. You probably started with Martin. So, really, you should only have six midfield spots left over and I think Kelly, Ollie, uh, Kelly Oliver, Danger, Mitchell, Fife um, and Cripps fill up those, those other six there. If you don't have Crouch, is there any way he can find some form? Or is he just shot? Yeah, is there a way he can find some form? Yeah, he is, but oh, I wouldn't have a tremendous amount of confidence in it. Did we just let Breda's back end of the year podcast talk just get into our heads too much? What do you say back end of the year? Oh, that Crouch was the number one player in the game, done the negotiable next year. Bubbles oh, that's right, last there. year. Yeah. Nah. Generally, so what I find is whenever Brett opens his mouth, it enters one ear and exits the other, so... Um, I wouldn't That's have thought he'd Well, gee, Brett, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Go pick Devin Smith, you flog. I do. He's averaging 95. <laughs> he's fine, <mate. laughs> And I'm flying along. Oh, i got trades in. He's never been injured either, I don't think. Yeah. Good pick. It's oh, not bad, pick. hey. Um, Holman, Fritch, uh, Richards, Dodeg, Welfy. You know, there's a couple that are on the bubble, some that we could hold there. What do you do? We'll start with uh, Holman. <laughs> Score of 45 on the weekend. I think this is the obvious one. Break even of 85. Time to go. Yeah. 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 Uh, what about Fritch? Bombs? Well, well, Fritch, Fritch is a hold. And, and for me, Fritch is a hold at F6 um, until he, you know, starts not pumping out these 70s, 80s, 90s that he's continued to score for the past couple of months. So, um, Fritch will just stay at F6, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you boys are doing the same. I am. I'm holding. I think, like, you have a look at his scores. He's had he's had some slow starts to a couple of these games, like over his last, like, probably last two weeks. Um, 76 last weekend, 85, 111, 87, 87, 98, the 65, and then the 90. They're just crazy good numbers. Like... 
go through Hibbard, go through Billings, you know, a lot of those ones that we had, and they didn't have that consistency or those numbers. For me, Fritch is 100% the last upgrade option. There's no way I'm getting rid of him yet. Brenner? Yeah, agreed. Um, but say you've got five forwards, and next week Toby McLean's cheaper than Fritch, and you don't have McLean, and McLean gets back into form. That's, if, if your team's finished and that's your last upgrade spot, I don't mind going this week if it's your last upgrade spot. Unless you can go someone else. If you can go someone else up and keep Fritches and uh, like a F7, like that's a great idea. Or even, you know, if you can go up now and then grab a Wingard or a Dugowie next week and then have an, a genuine swingman option. Like, I like that as well. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, Dodie, for those that still have him, if they didn't trade um, him last week, do they trade him now? Yeah, you probably you probably should have should last have week. But, last week, yeah. Um, but it was perfect because his break evens a tick under a hundred. So, oh, if you if you've got other priorities in your team, it's not the worst thing to do to hold him and have him on field for another week because he's not going to bleed cash. But certainly, either this week's his last or next week at the very latest. Like a Redmond or a Battle, and then you can go a Holman up or something like that. Um, Dodie up because Dodie's like four hundred grand, yeah. I think. So. Dodie up, Holman down. I think you wouldn't I even think have to do it down. You could you could do Dodie up fifty grand and get early or something. Some, yeah. some people might not have any cash, mate. So just that is true. Yeah. Um, who goes first, Dodie or Holman? Holman. Holman. Yep, agree. Uh, Richards, Ed Richards, probably give him uh, fifty. That, yeah, you can probably hold on to him for at least another one. Who would you move first, Guelphie or Richards? Who's more well, chance to hit a high score? Richards. I think, yeah, but I think it's just whether you like bringing in the other way. Cause... What about Guelphie's midfield minutes? Yeah, I think it's Guelphie yeah, Richards. Not fast. That, yeah, no, not fast by it. Um, I, I think, think Richards has a better score potential. He's dead, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, he's real consistent in that corner. He hasn't bottomed under, I don't think, 60. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he scored under 60 this year. Um, right. But he, he's not exactly setting the world on fire. Where Richards has got you know close to 100, if not 100, a couple of times in the season. Golf, so. He's one of those ones that you watch, man, and like he legitimately could score like a 121 week, but he just butchers the shit out of the ball. Mm. Like he legit just hacks it out all the time. Yeah. You might have to call him just like you called Cripper this week. Yeah, look, I might. I don't think he's got the star status to have me like to answer one of my phone calls yet. So, <laughs> um, we might. He follows you on Instagram, but yeah, we might yeah. just give him a little bit before I make that phone call. Oh, um, I'll tell you what, I cop the grief for being, you know, arrogant and a bit boisterous, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, that comment is probably worse than anything I've ever put out here. Yeah, know. but at least Corey's comments true, you dog. Like, seriously. <laughs> 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 uh, the great debate we have every week uh, Kelly versus Oliver Anyone change their minds after last weekend? Um, well Very last sick. weekend I did say Kelly ahead of Oliver So Can um, I just say two boys Welcome to the club what do you mean? The Kelly club Oh yeah well It's good to be a joiner at the right time mm. I bought him when yeah. his stock was low so I'm happy Welcome, yeah. welcome Are you held on? He is, I'm telling you, he's the number one scoring midfielder from here to the back end of the season. That's uh, that's 100% happening. Bonfa, Westhoff or Buddy? Well, I know we've been having this conversation uh, during the week and we may or may not have gambled responsibly with one another, but um, I'm all over Westhoff the back end of the year against Buddy if I had to pick one of them. And I'm Buddy, so Brett, split the middle. Westhoff or Buddy? Westhoff, because I think they're going to score the same, but Westhoff's safer. If I'm going average, if I'm going average, I'd probably take 
buddy, but I think total points Westhoff might pip him just because Westhoff's going to play every game. Jesus. Buddy doesn't miss. Westhoff's still probably out, does him, I reckon. We'll have to wait and see, won't we? Buddy's Bye. last month. He's had the cushiest run. Buddy's going to run into some tougher teams. Westhoff now has the cushy run and plays a lot in Adelaide. I don't know if you realise this, but like Sydney are probably arguably the best team in the competition. Don't care. So I'm pretty sure other teams are running into them. However, they are losing this week, and I think Alex Rance is probably doing a number. Round 17, Buddy plays North. Round 18, Buddy plays Gold Coast. Round 19, Essendon. Round 20, Collingwood. Yeah, I know. He could could go. The thing is, he's going to play his next eight games. Goey to him against Collingwood. Yeah. Well, Buddy plays midfield if the Goey plays midfield. You play the two best players in the comp on each other. That's just what you do. (laughs) That's like putting LeBron on Jordan. Yeah, except the goal is LeBron because the goal is the goat. So. <laughs> be careful. Well, Same you're right. You don't have to be careful, you know. Um, <laughs> Webster, I, we're waiting for news. We've recorded this nice and early in the week. Does anyone else think Webster's worth waiting on to and can still be D6, Brett? Is he not playing this week? I, don't, I it, thought last That's time what I mean. We, we don't know at the moment. Um, it's very early. There's a chance. Um, and I hope he plays because he'll be juicy in two weeks if he plays. But is he D6? Yeah, he could be D6, yeah, and especially because you're getting value for it. I mean, his break-even's 150. If you wait another week, he could be 410,000. So you just go and take that. And yeah, I think he's good enough to be D6, and especially at that price. He had, what, nine games in a row where he scored 100? Oh, he missed once, I think. So, yeah, I'd Bonk. back that in for that price. Bonk's injured twice this year. Is that a worry at all? Yeah, that, that's my only concern, and that's what would prevent me from picking him up. Is the and I mean, I've got the option to kind of go him to finish my defence, but I'm going to pass up on it because um, when you're injured two times in the first fourteen rounds, and your injury history over a period of years is is not in your favour, I'm not going to bother doing it when I've got such limited trades in, in the back end. I can't be, you know, looking to move one of those precious trades on for you. I'd I'd regret, I think, picking him and seeing him injured more than I would pick not picking him and seeing him not injured. Uh, is Toby McLean too good to pass up on value-wise when he bottoms out? Or is he oh, no longer doubt. top six? No, no, he's there and you, and you buy that. You can pay 420 next week and you, and you just go and do it. You could even, if you don't have McLean and you're still running Fritch, I'd sideways Fritch to McLean the moment they're the equal price. Correct. Yeah, agreed. McLean's the second best forward going forward still, I reckon. Second best? Yeah, Heaney, number one. Is that not including Sis? Oh, no, Sis Defender, in my head, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what about Westhoff, though? Westhoff probably number two, though. I'd rather, if I'm going 1v1 on a week, I'd go with McLean over Westhoff. Ooh. McLean's been playing hurt for two weeks, and he's finally starting to look good this week and had plenty of it, so. Against a good midfield, too, like North of Kaka, but their, their midfield's pretty rock solid. Yeah, North of Kaka only sit in the eight, yeah. <laughs> yeah Agent only sit in the four. Yeah, Collingwood. Collingwood? Uh, yeah, it's always Where's Carlton this year, man? They're coming. Hey. I heard that they're coming, but they're, I know. Like, they're fourth on the reverse ladder. Are they ladder. here? In, no, we'd be first on the reverse ladder, you idiot. Are you last? In, in, of course we are. Are in, you really bother? Brisbane. In, can I honestly say, can, can I say, in all honesty, can we do some form of podcast where we don't speak about the claim? Wait, Carlton's can, last. Can, <laughs> on, this is... This is just actually ridiculous. Corey, where does that just... put him on the reverse ladder? First. No way. They're going to win the reverse ladder flag. 
That's we bad. could. And you know what? That, that's an achievement. Wow. That's so good. Bro, they were, in 2008, they were coming, but, like, are they here? Or were they here? Or, like, they're waiting, sure they're, at. they're waiting, waiting for what? Dale Thomas to get into his prime, bro. Well, you know, at, at the risk of making, you know, some sort of joke here that's probably could be frowned upon. They're a bit like CBE and they just came too quickly. <laughs> hey, yeah, but CBE won a flag. Can't have won a flag in like a long time. So. Let's be careful. We all know Nick Kyrgios is in a bit of hot water for <laughs> sexual related jokes around the penis area. So let's, uh, let's, yep. let's keep that away. Is Chad Wingard still an option? 89 yeah. on the weekend, 64, 426 break even. What about yep, like I, a what about a fridge to Wingard sideways trade? Well, the only way I like it is if Wingard just swing in, uh, you know, M9 and F7. Yeah, swing. And you're finished. I don't yeah, like the finished him, Yeah, I think there's I think there's more reliable things. You're not picking him in for, to finish at uh, um, F6. I think what you're doing now is you're probably paying more about what he's worth as opposed to, you know, last week or the week before when I was encouraging it where you're paying unders. Yeah. And we never really have this talk, but this week, if you're up forward and you've got a field of player, uh, like Tim Smith, Ahern, who else is there? Guelphie, you'd automatically assume you're fielding Fritch. Battle. What order are you going in with that? Um, so Fritch obviously one, I'd go Tim Smith number two, Gilfie number three, Battle number four. And Ahern? Five. Hmm. What happened to that game in his first game where he was just flat track bully in the midfield? Yeah, he's done nothing since then, hasn't he? Yeah. What about you, Brad? Uh, uh, Fridge easy one, Guelphie two, because I think you're just going to bang in a 60, which is yeah. nice. You don't play games. Smith three, because they're playing St Kilda. I know Billings is back to being a star, but you know you can't play for the whole team, as Patrick Cripps has shown, by playing good, and Carlton is 18th, which is last on the ladder, which is first on the reverse Coleman. Yeah. But um, Ahern four, and I don't know who you said five. Battle five, yeah, I don't trust Battle. I think we've got Battle ahead of Ahern. They're playing Melbourne. I got a similar one, but I think we got battle ahead of Ahern. They're playing Melbourne too, man. Like it's St Kilda's not going to get the ball forward. St Kilda have a good record against Melbourne. Wasn't, I think, I think yeah, they've lost say, their last two against them, but they won like seventeen on a trot or something. Didn't, didn't they, you again? say like Melbourne's the most like super coach stingy? Like, yeah, in terms of, in terms of big points, in terms of the big scores, yes, yeah, certainly. But I think if you're talking about players scoring a seventy, um, you know, which battles. Averaging at the moment, I'm not that concerned about it, but they don't give up big points, Melbourne, in terms of those like 130 plus scores. Crazy, 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 crazy. Um, we right to go on to questions. Does anyone want to touch on anything else before we do that? No, let's get it. Right, go for it. Beautiful. Uh, start with Facebook this time. Uh, Jeffrey Latrell, uh, Crips or Kelly? Kelly. Easy. Oh, man. I don't know about easy, man, because Cripps' no, price is—it's like thirty k difference as well. Cripps has one good game, all of a sudden he's the best player in the comp. Like, come on, well, you, need, you need to understand that that's how people play super coach. There's, and we say this all the time. Look at the long term picture. Right, to ask you this question: Who's more likely, likely to drop a fifty in the next three weeks, Kelly or Cripps? Cripps. Easily, you don't even have to think about it. I'm taking Kelly in that conversation as well. Yeah. I, said, I said it last week, and I'm sticking with it. He's the number one averaging midfielder from last week onwards. I will select Kelly because I had the option last week, and I picked Kelly. So, but in, in saying that, we yeah, in, in a week from that week time because we thought we were getting Crips at like 20k cheaper. 
No, I, I picked Kelly to complete my midfield. That was my last last midfield selection. Yeah, but then again, last week, Cripps hadn't dropped 187 for you, so... Yeah. Um, Christopher Neal, how do you keep motivated? a uh, motivation for Supercoach? Bretta? You don't. I'm giving it up next year, so... Fongs? Yeah. Well, how do you keep motivation for Supercoach? Okay, so what you've got to do is tell yourself that sometimes there are more important things in life, and um, what I suggest you do is get yourself into... Um, at least one shit league so you can feel somewhat confident uh, about yourself and um, maybe win one premiership even if it was against a bunch of nobodies. Um, find a hobby that can be done on a Sunday night. So whether it's joining a sports okay. club that have a Sunday night fixture, uh, become, yep, balls, yeah. become a serious gamer where you can go game and get away from it. Um, PUBG with Bretta. Do... Do something that, at worst, if you're going to lose, you can go and take your mind off it for a little bit and relax. Um, and then if you win, that you can also go there and talk mad smack to people you beat. So <laughs> that is the, probably the most ideal situation you can do. Something that'll keep you busy. The most upset you're ever going to be about Supercoach is going to be on a Sunday night. Um, but yeah. and I don't know, know. Monday mornings are pretty horrible, man. Ah, uh, see, I can normally get over it before yeah, that. Yeah, you'll be over it by I, then, yeah. I'm normally moved on to the next week. Yeah, I'm, I'm a real... Um, Rob's is a real seven-stage yeah. kind of guy. So yeah, I'm a real seven-stage, yeah, precisely, yeah. <laughs> takes him a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still uh, getting over a few losses in 2014 here. Yeah. Um, Callan Stevens, crisp the real deal. Yeah, man. Yep. Yeah, do um, He also asks about Ryan uh, Bombs. Yeah, Ryan, look, Ryan's a sneaky option. If I had to pick out of one, I'd pick Crisp ahead of Ryan. But if you're still two defenders short and you've got the following players, Lloyd, Yo, Laird, and say, or, and Cade Simpson, because we'll assume Sicily's not in that conversation, then um, I think Ryan and Crisp are good players to, to fill out your defence. Which Ryan is it, Bumper? Uh, the one that plays for Fremantle. Which is... <laughs> Which is Luke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There he goes. Yeah. Got it right for once. Uh, would you go Ryan at five sixteen or Web or five twenty, whatever he's going to be, or Webster at the bottoming out price? Right, like I have no confidence Webster. in Webster's body moving forward. So Ryan, I'll go Webster. I'd, I'd go take Webster Hurley at both of them. Um, I'm not sold on Hurley. I got him, and I'm happy oh. with him. Yeah. A bit of a sideways trade. Luke Parker to five. No, I should have started with five. Parker to. Oh, that was bad. Parker Whoa. to inconsistent <laughs> scoring. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's unlucky. I, I'd like to park right at the start of the year, and, and that's one that I certainly uh, may have eight. talked one or two people into. But you know what, Brett? At least I'm willing to make these kind of statements, all right? Um, well, when I get something yeah. wrong, I'll let you know, yeah? No <laughs> well, <laughs> when I get, I'll tell you what. CBE had a few tickets on himself earlier. The tickets. I reckon I'm the most modest one here. Now, my goodness, we're in trouble. Um I forgot what I was saying now, so yeah, well yeah, you do that trade, yes. Get rid of uh, I think you do that five. trade when you when you're finished. When your team's finished. It's a luxury yeah, okay. upgrade. Unfortunately. Ride and die. Um, Casey Brown, I've said it before and I'll say it again. What is the AFL uh, what is stopping the AFL to give all eighteen teams a week off rather than this horse crap? Surely nothing would, bad would come of it. Perhaps have a scrap game for the one week and it'll make life a lot easier, surely. I don't know about you guys, but I was actually having the conversation last night of how much I used to hate it 
when they had that one whole buy. That I... one week off used to kill me. Why? I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with the court with the caller with when I'm talk back station. I'm gonna disagree with that comment that the bloke sent in. I'm gonna say I'm all for the buyers as well. Yeah, I used to. I don't hate... mind the one week off, man. Oh, I hate I it. Mind it. Oh, I, I hate it. I think we need a reset. So we get so worked up about footy and super coach. Imagine a week off just to like chill out. That'd be. Fantastic. Yeah, but imagine a week off just sitting in anxiety, thinking about you know. Yeah. Instead of thinking about your trades over you know the four days, you have got ten ten days to mull over your trades. I think the buyers yeah, are should... fun. They work well. They should just give us six like trades. Them. The the one reason the, do, the the question I like about this not to t- stay too much a super coach the one thing I do like about that is if we are going to have that week off have a, a big televised under eighteen championship have a yeah, over Friday like Saturday Sunday just televise you know get the state games going on you know Vic Metro Vic, that curtain raised the other day I don't know if you boys watched it that was great I loved that um, do something like that get us. Get us some attention to these under-18 kids and, and let us see what we've got coming up in this in this year's draft. Because I think the one thing that we're lacking at the moment is real exposure during the year to these kids that we're getting at the back end of the season. All we've got is the championships and, you know, Foxtel do a great job at televising that, but get a big weekend of it happening. I, I don't know about you, Bretta, but every time Corey says, do something, so he's said about four times, so I just can't Rumbra, help but think... Yeah, don't think, just do. That's all I can think of now when he's saying it. No, but he's right. I do mind that because, like, you look at America and how big it all is there with all the rookies and stuff coming through before they're even drafted. Like, it'd be cool to know about these players coming through, so you can get yeah. even more excited when your club brings in a Paddy Dow or a Jaden Stevenson or a Luke Davies Uniaki. You know, was someone yeah. excited when Paddy Dow went to their club? Yeah, well, he's he's going to be good in a couple of years. Like, ah, oh, Brett, come on, there was a perfect seven. Carlton joke. <laughs> Um, Sam uh, Behrens Lloyd or Hurley Lloyd I can't believe that's a question Uh, I think it might be maybe the price factor and everything I don't care your your pay up I think it might be the Richmond Lloyd (laughs) oh my god brother (laughs) who to bring out of Hearn Howe and Jonas and out of Bont and Gaff yeah I'll tell you what Jonas is one that slipped under the radar he's actually had a very good yeah, have a, have a look at his scores and that. I was actually expecting him to kind of be a, a who am I type player, but obviously Corey would have a bit too much kind of bias in his system. But um, if I had to pick the out of, what was it, Hurley, Jonas, and who? Uh, Hurley, Jonas, and Hurn, How Hurley, How Hurn, Jonas. So I'll rank, can I rank one, two, three? How about you we do, do that? Whatever you want, mate. Oh, well, geez, not often I get that sort of license. Um, but I think what I would do, I would go Hurley Howe. Hurley's and... not even in the conversation. It was, wasn't it? Howe Hearn Jonas. That was oh, Howe Hearn Jonas. We okay. give him one second of license <laughs> and he just absolutely <laughs> butchers it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I think I'd go Howe Hearn and then Jonas. Uh, got Hearn a one. Yeah, Hearn I'm Hearn a one too, too. Yeah. I like Hearn. So do I. I think he's actually a legitimately Just checking good prices pick. there. I'm assuming that he can't spend the extra, doesn't have the extra cash to go to Crisp or someone. Because yeah. I'd be doing that if I could. But, yeah, that, 100%. That's what it would be. Um, Guy Nguyen, currently ranked 7,044, so we'll be playing for Cash League. Ten trades left, three games clear of top. Should I continue to upgrade <laughs> now, or should I time my run so my team will be full primo during finals? Still need to upgrade Nank, Savage, one more mid and one mid forward. So that's... Okay. Well, look, Nank and Savage are luxury upgrades. 
So you really have to go upgrade one more mid and one more forward. So and if he wants to hold his top high what ranking, he needs yeah. to go and make those trades. because people are going to motor past him. Yeah, so yeah, you, he's need, gonna be playing you lead, need to... Yeah. I still oh, think yeah, you, yeah. Need to, you may, need to make that forward and mid upgrade as you go along. And you can hold the other two for luxury when you get into finals. You want to finish top four when you make when you're going finals. Like if you can make sure that you finish top four, that's great because you don't have to trade the first week. If you somehow fluke a win, then you don't have to trade the second week, and then you can go and you know use those trades yeah. there. Um, that's not. I would just make sure. Play. Look, my strategy would be is just buy these rookies as they come up, um, and the right ones. So I'd buy someone like a battle or something. Make sure you got the money there so that way in the coming weeks. I don't think he has to do it all at once, Ben. No. So it's yeah, three it. games clear. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a fair way in front. You definitely can slow build. But look, if the players are there and ready to go, don't overpay for the players is probably the best thing we can say. Is wait yeah. for the players to be ready. Because that'll set you in, like, high, like hugely coming out of uh, that area. Because he could go by Crips this week and Crips could do a Trelaw. You know what I mean? Imagine if it was in this situation last week and he's like, oh, okay. And, you know, then he goes and buys a Trelaw and all of a sudden, you know, then Trelaw's ripped two hamstrings. And then it's kind of like, well, now he's got to trade Trelaw back out again. I don't, I don't mind the waiting until you're about three or four weeks out from finals and, and then starting to to move and, and finish those upgrades. And three games clear, great. man. That's get, a closer, get closer to finals before doing it. You're three games clear. Yeah. Yeah, especially with Nank and Savage. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey yeah, Latrell again. Trade out Hogan or Fritch? Oh, neither. Hogan's been bad the last two weeks. What's what's his scores been the last two weeks? Been pretty 26 bad. Twenty six or something in the week. Twenty six. No. Forty seven, fifty nine. But one twenty seven, one twenty three before that. Sixty three, ninety one, one thirty. Yeah, playing St Kilda. You hold one more week. I reckon you hold both if you can. I don't yeah, think hold need, both. I don't think you need to trade Hogan. Hogan's one of those other luxury trades. St Kilda, Frio, Dogs, the next three. Do think McDonald's that's hurt, so he's playing hurt, so they could be more Hogan-focused too. Which McDonald's could also might help. not play. Yeah. I was going to actually, I was meant to bring that up before. I thought someone would ask about it. He apparently pulled up very, very sore. He had scans today, the but they haven't said what's up. That'll, that'll come back through tomorrow, so that's why I'm not saying too much. But apparently Trelaw oh, ripped all eight ribs out as well after that. <laughs> 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 but, but he's, he's he, playing for finals too and he got a little condition league. of turf toe <laughs> that's not funny no, no, <laughs> hey, it's, it's really upsetting <laughs> Luke Power Baresi Luke Shuey worth trading in for a treat primo midfielder no Ooh. way I have him in my draft team you know how frustrating this guy is at the moment <laughs> <laughs> logging on every week and looking at Luke Shuey's name saying like 56 points next to it no only pick top eights. Only pick top eights. Forward mids. Well, let's just say, say, look, and we don't condone picking someone who we don't believe is a top eight. But let's give this guy another option because we're going to shoot down his um. Who, who do you even want? I forgot there. That's how bad he probably is. Who do you, who do you want? Shuey. Shuey. What's what's his price? Three sixty two. Oh, is he? Are you serious? He's that cheap? Yeah. His last he's three got, scores. He got injured and came back. Sixty three. Twelve. Wow, before that, though, not a bad little run. 110, 63, 111, 97, 104, 95. Still not I worth. traded him. I traded yeah. him and Adams in my draft league for the goey. For my good friend, <laughs> Peg. The week, the week that Adams went out for eight weeks and then Shui got injured two weeks later. 
So, what was he 362? I'm in disbelief. Because when you score low bomb for like the prices go down and stuff. Wouldn't, yeah, it be, exactly. wouldn't it be a handy one if you just kind of continued some real shit form that you could start with the like bargain basement price next year? That's what I'm more hoping for. You'd almost pick him. Yeah. Oh man, that is so bad. Anyways, moving on. Don't pick him because there's no one else around that price you probably would pick anyway. Yeah. So. I'd, I'd actually prefer I'd prefer Michael Hibbard than Shuey at the moment. Oh, don't say that name. <laughs> Dirt. Shuey's break even is only a hundred though. That's pretty funny. Do you know, I was thinking about it today. The players that I've had to move throughout this year. I thought I had a good year. It's like Cruiser, Green. Uh, Hibbert, moved Billings, Billings Hibbert. Kelly eight weeks. Just filthy. Holding Kelly for like... I didn't realise how bad it actually was. I cannot wait to do the review show at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, That's going to be filthy. Um, over to Twitter. Looking at trading Nicknack to Grundy. Full short for a straight trade. So, so would need to do two trades to make it work. Full team, six trades left. Should he go for it? Uh, I have no. Rice, Mychek, D7, slash 8 is Ablett, Gyro, Dawson. Um, oh, Rice, Mychek is D7 and 8. Ablett, Gyro, Dawson is M9 to 11. Man, I love that. Um, Guelphian and Hearn, F7, F8. So this is my current bench at this stage. Team. That's a That's a perfect team. Yeah. Uh, you say no bombs. Why? Well, I'd wait because Grundy's break-even is 157. So if you can... And I know Nick Nass around 130. <laughs> but like... They're playing Gold Coast. Just... Grundy probably gets that. Wits good, but... Because he used to play for Gold Yeah, but... No, actually, no, he's bad now. He left. He's, yeah, he left. He's no good. that make him bad. bad I'd almost, I, I don't like the fact that he has to do two trades to do it. What if he has seven trades, brought it down to five? Yeah, but he doesn't. He said he's got six. I reckon you can yeah, just no, wait I have, I have the exact you same can, situation. You could, and I've got seven. And you, could hold, you could hold yeah, to the back end till you got to the finals yeah. um, and then do that as a, like a real luxury trade. Because all it takes is two injuries to go down and then you kind of like start mm-hmm. panicking and I think that's a hold for a little bit. That was I'm naked. holding Nick Nat until he gets hurt and then I'll bring Grundy in. And if it doesn't get hurt, I'll just do it at the finals. Yeah. Um, uh... That, that wasn't the question. That was answering the question. Um, at the underscore supercoach underscore bull. Um, midfield rookie downgrade. Jay Smith v. Dawson. Whoever I trade in would sit besides a Hearn and Gyro. So it wouldn't be used frequently if at all. 50k swing. Dawson. Would love to know your thoughts. Dawson then. Yeah, yeah I think Dawson. Yeah, blatantly obvious. 50k. You don't even care if he gets dropped, really. Um, the ball too. Like there's, there is potential there, even though he did struggle. Yeah. Uh, Shane Corbell, ranked 51, full team, 6 trades, 126k. Do I go Guelphie to Wingard, M9, F7 swing with a Hearn, or Steph Martin to Grundy, or neither? Man, this guy's Steph ranked 51 with Martin over Grundy. Yeah, he's you got to go Steph to Grundy. one if he's got Grundy instead of Martin earlier in the year. Yeah. You uh, don't do the Wingard one because you're going to make up points with your, your 6 trades because I think a lot of the top 50 probably won't have that many trades. And I think Steph... To Grundy keeps you in the hunt. Yeah, I think you need Grundy too. Yeah, so do I. Man, so Shane. he's got to 51 without Grundy, Jesus. Keep yeah, us impressive. updated. Keep us updated with how you go. I think you are a serious threat. Uh, Shane Corbell at yeah, SC Shane, Corbell. Uh, we're, having, we're having a Shane Corbell tracker for the rest yeah. of the year. Keep us updated weekly. That is, man, that is, that's a team I want to see. Yeah. I really hope this guy's in one of our leagues. Um... Liam Clark, at Clarky Supercoach, 
Do I wait for McLean and Webster to drop in major cash or get them in this week for points sitting inside top 3k? You'll wait. I'd go McLean now, man, if you can. Wow, what's McLean go. worth? Why wait? I'm happy to get McLean this week, not Webster. Um, he obviously... Look, I think it's important to mm. say this as well. You're in the top 3k. You're not going to be finishing first. You might be able to get yourself a top 1,000 overall. Uh, just depends what you want to hang your hat on here. But... Look, I'd accept McLean Man, being drawn in here. Four fifty-four, another drop. What is it? Twenty-three k. Four thirty. Yeah. yeah Look, you could wait a week. Yeah. You definitely could wait a week, but you could also grab him now if you want to grab him this week and try and bank on the points. Then go for it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think McLean's one you can buy. One thirty is not that bad. He drops one. A great option to do is if you do have some kind of donut on the bench up forward or some kind of swing, like if you've still got Spargo or something, you could try and loop someone and just wait to see what they scored and then decide. But I think everyone's got the late games, actually. Yeah, no, that won't work. Most teams all play Sunday. You'd have to be pretty active. But, yeah, that's it for questions, boys. Told you there wasn't much. I probably posted at a really poor time at, like, Straight after the games on Sunday night. Doesn't matter. Poor form, poor form. I think, I think we've covered um, probably a more than enough. Uh, trades this week, boys. Um, Gilfie down to, to battle, and I think, and, I, and I'm not even liking this trade, but the only reason I'm doing it is because I can't afford anyone else, but I'm doing Logan Austin to Hurley. Okay. Brett? Uh, no trades. I'm set, so I'm okay. Nice, and mine will either be Guelphie or Richards, I think, depending on um, team selection, to either a Redmond or a Battle, um, and Holman up to Cripps to round off my midfield. Uh, vice captain and captain. Uh, we'll go with Offer. you. We'll go with you, Bumps, because Brett never has this ready, and we've got about a forty-five minute history lesson, so. Well, I'm not sure. <laughs> you we gotta... Well, I'll tell you what, if I had 45 minutes here, I'd be able to give you some stats that you would not believe. Um, but I'll tell you what, isn't it nice to have just a full complement of teams? Now, let's assume that most people are running Tony Alango, good old Tones, right? What are we going to do with VC? This is a genuine problem because there are only six teams that play before oh, him this God. week. Oh, my God. You know, I didn't, even th- I didn't even take into account... The fact that we yeah. weren't on buys anyway. So, I think the only way this, this works into people's favour is if Ridley does not get named, because I think Ridley would be pretty highly owned. Um, I'm not sure if there's anyone Ed else Phillips. you just want to think Ed of. Phillips, Ed Phillips. Yeah, Saints. So, Gyro, because later ones. Oh, no, Ed I've still got LDU. I'm sad. Gyro will get named. So, so, LDU, Ridley, these sort of types. But look, for those that have got Tony Alango, I don't think you can actually do anything but do Crips this week. Um, if you're not a Crips owner... Then yeah, but, Dangerfield. Yeah, Dangerfield mm-hmm. seems the safest. You know what I don't mind though. I don't mind a Heaney against a, a Richmond on, on a big uh, Thursday night stage. There, I, I think Sydney will get up. So I don't mind a Heaney. Heaney VC started lifting his ceiling as of late. He started. I think. I think he's been. He's got a five round average of one hundred and thirteen. He scored the one thirty four. So. He's striking me as a player now that's just picking that up a little bit. Are we going to get one more year of him as a forward, or is it done next year? No, he's a mid next year. Oh. Yeah. Probably a mid only next year. So, look, Heaney is someone I'd look to look, and I, and I wouldn't be surprised um, as well. So, look for a couple of those people holding the, the Port Boys, but to see Robbie Gray or Westhoff a VC on on one of those, probably not Westhoff, more so Robbie Gray because. 
he could just go in and kick five or six on Carlton this week. Um, but, uh, but yeah, look, I'd be doing that. And I think there's only one player um, that I'd want to be running into this week. And um, well, I think it's Max Gorn against St Kilda. I think it just has to be Gorn. I think Gorn is as safe as it gets, probably running head-to-head with Tom Mitchell. But I like Gorn's matchup on St Kilda um, better than any of that. Um, you're going to ask me for history, I imagine? Oh, okay. Well, don't ask me. That's okay. Because Gorn only scored 56 in his last game against St Kilda. So, uh, well, sorry, 56 last year. But this year he did score 127 on them. So um, I'd be comfortable going into Max Gorn this week. Just before I talk about mine, how similar are Heaney's numbers compared to McRae last year? Almost the same. It's like... Tapping 100 every week. Close to identical. Man, I'm picking that guy next year as a mid-only. He's going to do a McRae. I picked the goey mid-only next year. Oh, I picked the goey wherever he is. I'm trading out... Um, I'm, tra- <laughs> I'm trading out five for the goey this week. Uh, Vice-captain and captain option for me. Look, if I got stuck, it would have been Dangerfield. Um, I think I still don't think you can go wrong with the Grundy into Gorn. Like, it's, I think it's pretty safe. If I had Grundy, he'd be my VC, but I don't. So I'll go Kelly into either Gorn. I'll probably, actually, I'll go Kelly into Fife. Kelly just ripped Brisbane oh, apart, wow. so I can't Fife. Fife, Brisbane. Wow, I really like that. Gorn into Fife. Except you, I'll, be, yeah. Yeah. Into Fife. I'll be at work, so I'll be too scared to do that. So I definitely won't. That, it's that Optus, but if you can orchestrate, so if you re get your Ridley out type thing, which is what I'm hoping for, and you can go Gorn into Fife, then that is, that's certainly ideal. I think the one that has the potential, and he's he's got potential most weeks, but for some reason I really like him against Adelaide. He's Elliot Yo. I think that could be a serious game, like a 140 type uh, type effort from him. But if you look at his stats against Adelaide, I won't suggest uh, he'll get anywhere near that. He $2 outsiders against Adelaide. Incredibly good value. Don't don't you Multi that with hashtag Simo300 this week on the Blues because, uh, look, I'll tell you, can, can I say this? Yeah, uh, go for it. But responsibly, but I'll tell you what, Carlton's last two victories, right, one this year and one last year, have come when Carlton have had a match day bobblehead release. And they're releasing another bobblehead this week in uh, in memory of uh, Simo, or in, you know, I guess as a gesture towards Simo's 300th. Um, and, you know, had a half-decent game against Collingwood last week. Port Adelaide have had a lot of big games, uh, you know, three of them in a row. Uh, who knows? Yeah, but what Who won Simo's happens... 299th? <laughs> <laughs> what happens, though, when the bobbleheads come out, Bombs? Why do they win? It's not just because the bobbleheads are the Oh, sorry, that's right, sorry. I'll, I'll tell you, what the tradition is, Bombs actually attends the game picks up his bobblehead, comes back to the comfort home. home and watches the game. And I'll tell you what, Simo, I guarantee you for Simo this week, I'm going to go there. I'm, I'm not even going to pick up one bobblehead. I'm going to pick up about six of them, right? I'm going to come back home, watch it on the couch, and I'll tell you what, if Carlton win, then this is the biggest omen thing that I've ever seen in my entire life. You, you can't write this. I've done it twice, and, and, they've, and they've won twice. So Goes big under- to the game. MCG while the Carlton game is on, gets a bobblehead, no, 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 no. and goes home. Time. It's about an hour and a half before the game. It's a lovely train ride. It's about a 20, 30-minute train ride uh, down on the line. I'm not going to reveal what line I catch because I might get mugged if I reveal that. <laughs> and uh, Pick up my bobblehead and head on back. There's absolutely nothing wrong with I it. I want to see tweets of your bobblehead I'll adventure. Tell you what, 
you'll get live Snapchats from me, Corey, mate. I absolutely well, love I stream it. the train journey in as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, maybe I'll jump onto Facebook. Done. All right, beautiful. Uh, anything else to add, boys? I'm done. All right. All right beautiful community look as always uh, jump on the iTunes store podcast Facebook leave us some feedback leave us a review we always very very much appreciate that everything you've got to say for us community it's always uh, helpful and always very friendly too so um, great to have you on board good luck this week coming out of the buy rounds thank god they're done back into the swing of things hope you get your league wins and peace out community thanks for listening <laughs>